0: welcome to the underground the steel city underground the black and gold standard for pittsburgh steelers coverage now here's your host joe kuzma and brian e Roach. hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the steel city underground podcast my name is joe kuzma and this fine looking gentleman Sitting uh, to my left, right? Whichever direction it is, my colleague, my cohort, my friend, a happy new year to Mr. Father Time himself. Yeah, you're still hanging around the old dude, Mr. Brian E. Roach. It's not the baby. Flash will be back at some point, but for right now, you know, we're, uh, we're stuck on the little combo shows. Brian, this schedule has just been wild. Saturday games, Thursday games, everything this whole December on through the end of the football season, which we're practically at
1: the end here. But first, Happy New Year to you, my friend. How you doing? I'm still looking for the attractive person that you said was in here. I, I'm like, where's the other person in the meeting? Because... You're not. I'm not. So that rules out attractive people immediately. <laughs> Look
0: over your shoulder. 75 is right there. Well, that, uh,
1: that's that's a grown-ass man. That, yeah. That's definitely a grown-ass man. In fact, there's four grown-ass men sitting right there.
0: Yeah, there's another one directly uh, over your right shoulder as well, number 95. Yeah. Mr. Uh, Lloyd. Yeah, Mr. Lloyd. It, we get a new camera angle every time we come and visit you. <laughs> it seems well, notice,
1: like... <laughs> notice that the curtain is too short. I've noticed that. <laughs> so... They I ordered the correct length, but they sent me a short curtain. They short-curtained me, those bastards. And uh, (laughs) so now I'm going to end up having two sets of curtains because they're going to send... They're like, don't bother sending them back. We don't care. Keep those. You can use them on a different window. So now I'm going to have two two curtains. One that's too short and I can't use for anything and is just dumb. And then one that will actually cover that area back there.
0: Interesting. Interesting enough. The the old storage closet. Well... We've got, uh, like I said, a little bit of a combo show here. It was like, and we bump into all these holidays for post-game, and I haven't been able to, like, praise Mason Rudolph after any of these. So let's hope that next Monday, after a Saturday game, I can maybe have the privilege of doing so as they head into Baltimore. M&T Bank Stadium, a 4.30 game, I believe. Four. Uh, I thought four. Four o'clock. Let me look at that real quickly. Uh, strictly quickly because it was one of these two B tournaments, 4.30 Eastern, ABC, and ESPN uh, if you're looking for it out there, folks. But first, we should probably talk about what happened. We In Seattle, kind of went down the way we were saying. You are on, like, okay, I just watched Home Alone last night. You are literally Fuller, lay off the Pepsi, although it's probably not Pepsi.
1: (laughs) No, no, it's not. It's the
0: high-quality polar seltzer water. I've never heard of that in my life that's uh go to the grocery store once man <laughs> I, I go I who do you think shops for my groceries I would starve you forget like you know
1: on you, you do that uber eats thing that's no, what no, no 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 uber no no no
0: that's where being the flash differ and I'm just letting everybody know that you know Zach will be back I was in contact with them but our schedules are like all over the place holidays and that he was just like you know dressed up for a wedding you saw him on the x formerly known as twitter so, I know he's got a lot of things to say. In fact, one of them was pretty a nice fun. nice coat,
1: too. I saw he had a nice winter coat that was very, very attractive.
0: Actually, this was pretty funny because right now we've got, um, just within the breaking news, we know Lamar Jackson is not going to be playing Saturday. That's pretty big for the Steelers and their hope for the playoff scenarios, which we'll go through. But uh, Flash is always active there on the X. Don't lump these losers in with Mason. You got confirmed week, week 18 starters so far. Blaine Gabbert, Jeff Driscoll, Carson Wentz. Nick Mullins, Trevor Simeon, Easton Stick, Tarod Taylor, Sam Howell, and Jarrett Stidham. Woo. man! But
1: Easton Stick isn't that just a like? Is that a bat that you use in stickball? is Easton same. the bat company? It's Easton Stick,
0: quarterback, and a I
1: don't know. I don't know about the other I, part. I, I, those seems are like those professional stickball equipment to me. It's called a Louisville Slugger. Well, yeah, but it, it, there's an aluminum bat, and that what they Easton makes those aluminum bats. Maybe, I, dude, I, got, I don't know. You're you're talking to the wrong guy here. I'm not like a. I'm I think I got. Not. I think I got me one around here. You know, yeah. in case people come and try and get my helmets, I just get my aluminum bat out and beat their head in. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you probably like wear
0: it with your bo- Steelers boxers, and you go outside and you yell for kids to get off your yard.
1: <laughs> I I I not that you want to know this, and since we already started the show over again because I gave you too much information. <laughs> once before <laughs> um I don't have boxers I have boxer briefs.
0: <laughs> Ooh. Okay. The, the for those inquiring minds that needed to know. Let's jump back in time here to last Sunday, New Year's Eve, the later slate, not the latest game but the later slate did, did you have this on your bingo card for this year for the Steelers? I mean, the season's almost over now. You've got an extra week of football with all those glamorous quarterbacks, by the way, a lot of good Goodell Wait, you know, you got the divisional matchups. You try to make these games more important. And then you've got, you know, Blaine Gabbert out there. Now Mason Rudolph is a product of some other things that are going on. And number one was we were, you know, you wanted him to start after a good showing against the Bengals, 30 plus points. It was like two touchdown passes. It was like, hey, finally, you know what? The Steelers, they might have a good thing going on here. And so he got the start, but in the aftermath of all of this, we're now hearing from a one, um, we, he's not like another he who shall not be mentioned, double M, Mark Madden, reporting yeah, that- that
1: tool, that giant tool.
0: Can he pick it? Did not want to back up. Do you believe that at all? Did not want to back up? Or do you believe what Mike Tomlin and all the so-called paid off dealers? Right. I'd like to know where this money is. Where's the pool of money to pay us to just tow the company line? Because it doesn't seem like that would be in Kenny's demeanor to be like, nope, I'm not going to be a backup. I do believe we were even talking about shutting them down for the season before there was any success with Mason Rudolph whatsoever because it was like, hey, these guys could be out of it and what's the point of playing them? You have this... Hodgepodge offensive coordinator group right now. It's Eddie Faulkner with Mike Sullivan calling the plays. You had Matt Canada basically kind of possibly ruin or you know you're derailing this kid's second year in the NFL. It's the not for long league. You got to show me something and show me something quick. And you go from he has one game, Steelers finally have over 400 yards of offense, and then he gets hurt. Then you have Mitch Trubisky who can't hit the broadside of a barn, and all of a sudden Mason Rudolph comes in there. and this offense looks like the offense we were promised in the preseason. George Pickens looks like prime Randy Moss. You have Deontay Johnson out there juking people. You have not only Najee Harris, but also Jalen Warren uh, in the uh, angry runs segments with Najee getting the scepter once again and just mowing people down. Najee just could not be denied, and we said that the Seahawks were going to be poor against the run, and that was kind of the Steelers' uh keys to victory and boy was it a key to victory 46 carries combined across everyone now mason had some kneel downs, six carries for five yards but otherwise 202 yards 4.4 uh uh, an attempt we said the running backs usually had to get at least fed 25 times Najee had 27 by himself for a buck 22 season high two touchdowns jalen warren got a touchdown as well 13 for 75 Uh, He also was very close to topping 100 uh, yards from scrimmage. Four for 23 uh, is on the receiving stat line. Only four guys caught passes in this game. Pickens had seven of them, 131 yards. Deontay Johnson had four for 76. Firemuth, three for 44, moved the stick some. That was it. Not a whole lot of spreading the wealth around. Wasn't needed. Mason only had 24 attempts, completed 75% of them, 274 yards, no touchdowns in the air, no interceptions, a 112 rating, and overall, after just two starts now, has the highest quarterback rating in the NFL. I don't know that he's among qualified people,
1: but it is good. Come for on, he's going to make the Pro Bowl. Uh, <laughs> just, like, just like you know, somebody else did a couple years ago when he was a backup.
0: Oh, yeah, that's going to be Snoop Huntley, who the Steelers yeah. are going to end up facing you know, Pro Bowler on Saturday. Now, the Steelers do get the short end of this. They have a shorter week and have to travel on the road after having already been on the West Coast, but this is must-win territory. But another thirty points for the Steelers, practically all on offense. Um, some other game balls maybe to go out. Nick Herbig. Yep. I said you'd never believe this, but Brian, I was texting, I was about to text, I saw Herbig come in the game. And I said, Watch out. This tackle isn't gonna know what hit him. And lo and behold. It just, boop, just right around him. And that was it. Strip sack on Geno Smith, and that kind of sealed the deal. It was very good. Uh, I would say overall, play calling, coaching by the Steelers. The defense still suspect. They only gave up 88 yards on the ground. They gave up a lot to Geno Smith, who completed nearly 70% of his passes, 290 yards and a touchdown. But that receiving core, DK Metcalf, grown ass man, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith, and Jigbo also had a TD or had the lone TD for the Seahawks. We're looking at Snoop Huntley going forward, and I'm just trying to think. I'm going to see how many other players that the the Ravens end up sitting because they've already locked down the number one seed. They don't have to put anybody at risk. They very well could because the Steelers are going to be hungry. They're going to come with their full complement of everybody that they have left and try and come out of this because basically you have to win. Now, there's still a scenario where they lose. And then what Denver has to win and Jacksonville has to lose. And then the Texans and Colts don't end in a tie. That's the most convoluted one if they lose, but if they win, you're basically rooting for the Miami dolphins, the Tennessee Titans, I believe. And you got to have one of those scenarios, uh, basically where the bills or
1: the problematic one, I think is the Titans. I I don't, don't see it. I don't see the Titans beating the Jaguars, but, um, Hey, stranger things have happened. Um, and I think it's an important game for the Jaguars too, right? They they need the win to sit to clinch the division. So, mm-hmm. I don't, seems unlikely. Um, but let, let me let's putting all that aside. First of all, I'm still completely confused about what the playoff scenarios are because I have now read at least 57 different things that indicate that this is the absolutely what must happen and then I read something else and it doesn't seem like it's the same. I don't know what they gotta do. I know they gotta win and other people have to do stuff. So hopefully they will. Uh hope the key starting with the win. Now I just want to go back. I did not think that we would see what we saw in Seattle. Um first of all I under no circumstances did I expect the offense to come out and put up 30 points again. Um I worried about the fact that it was a West Coast trip. I worried about the fact that they never win in Seattle. Um, And I'm thrilled to have been incorrect, right? Um, I am, I'm going to stand here and tell you that, and this this is going to be scary because everybody knows my opinion on Mason, which is not that he's bad, it's that he's a backup. But right now, this is Mason's team. It's not Kenny's team. This is Mason's team for the rest of this season, however long this season lasts. Until he screws it up, if he screws it up, and I'm 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 hoping that he never does, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know he he has in the two games he's played, he has looked better than any starter that has played a game for the Steelers in the last two seasons, including Kenny, including well, I mean, come on, my my left butt cheek could look <laughs> better than Mitch Trubisky, uh, um, <laughs> you know. Uh, so, uh, it's Mason's team, right? It's this is Mason's season to lose out. And, you know, he's, he is, he's playing better than I've seen him play in the past. Like this is better than he, even when he was playing well, right. Before he got knocked out by, uh, what's his face. Um, and the Mm -hmm. the Ravens agreed. He didn't look this good. No. Now admittedly, he didn't have the weapons that he's got now. No. But he he is seemingly and it, and it, again whether it's what Tomlin has said in that his his demeanor is simply more aggressive, and Kenny's maybe more of a game manager and less willing to take risks. Mason Mason spent all those years with Ben, and I'm not saying that they ca- talked much, and said, we all know that apparently their relationship wasn't great. Whether you want to believe what Ben said during the game. And that it's that he wanted to help Mason and Mason said, no, I don't want your help. Or, you know, how Mason says, oh, nobody was helpful in the, I don't know. I don't care. It doesn't matter. That's all water under the bridge, right? But he is more of a gunslinger than anybody else on this team right now and is willing to put the ball down the field, is willing to take risks, is willing to do things that Ben used to do, right? Put the ball someplace and let your playmakers make a play, Right? And the difference right now is he's got some guys who can make plays, uh, specifically, you know, one George Pickens, who has had stellar games two two weeks in a row. Um, You've got guys who can run the ball uh, right now. This week will definitely, depending on who the Ravens choose to play and not play, this is going to be a bigger challenge for them to run the ball. They ran the ball effectively the last time they played, but they weren't popping them for, you know, 200 yards either. Um, it'll be a much more difficult run, run situation than it was last week. But nonetheless, if they can consistently move the ball that way and Mason can stay aggressive down the field and not make mistakes, I don't, even, I don't actually even care that Lamar's not playing or not playing. If those things could happen, they can beat the Ravens. They already did it once.
0: Yeah with Kenny and um let me see I wanted to look at that game specifically because it was a low scoring affair as usual with the AFC North yeah. uh you had uh that,
1: that Bengals game <laughs>
0: uh not the one not the last two uh, who would I, like seriously though you know how bullish I've been on Mason hadn't had his chance I never felt that he was really all that bad of a player you saw him in camp there was a lot of kicking the tires about bringing him back. QB, Okay, QB3 knows the offense. Oh, come in an emergency. And I still was like, man, this guy, why can't this guy just be like the backup? And it really sucks too because if tomah pulls this trigger a little bit faster against the Colts, that Colts game might be entirely different. That is the thing that's keeping them out. They would have 10 wins right now. The, and losing this game might still affect them, but they would have that tiebreaker over Indianapolis. And now they don't have a tiebreaker against the Texans or the Colts. So they really do have to win. And let's put it this way. When a team's playing as well as Baltimore has been playing, we've seen backups. We've seen the Steelers rest players and beat teams. I remember the RG3 Cleveland Browns coming to Pittsburgh and getting beat by Landry Jones in overtime. We've seen the Steelers have to... Hope for, what was it, Nile Davis running back and Chase Daniel, a quarterback with the Kansas City Chiefs against the then yeah. San Diego Chargers. And that game got blown, but nearly happened. They nearly beat the Chargers with their backups. So you could never take any of this for granted, but the Steelers are playing a lot of their backups too is why you can't take it for granted. We still don't know uh, 100%, I think, participation as far as and Roberts, as far as Mika Fitzpatrick, which would be a great help. You've gotten some uh, all-hands-on-deck type of uh, participation, such as Patrick Peterson playing safety, who now says, according to Mark Caballi of The Athletic, that he is enjoying playing that and could see a future playing in that position, which would be nice because they're going to be looking for someone, and Eric Rowe has stepped up. Now, he's been maybe a liability in spots, you know, uh, pass defense and stuff like that, but the dude was a tackling machine. He's been out there for a lot of snaps, recently Trenton Thompson who was one of the fill-ins he was limited this week I mean you still had the DMPs as I said Landon Roberts would be huge as one of the inside linebackers and play callers so they really need him uh on Baltimore's side you look at all the players that they could who else could be sitting you don't want to risk Lamar Jackson who's having perhaps dare I say I kind of like vomit in my mouth at all the MVP talk but He's having a good season. How could you deny that, right? You don't want to risk that if you're the Ravens and you have this golden opportunity handed to you to have a home playoff game and a bye. And, then, you know, they've been pounding everybody. So it's kind of like, would they pound the Steelers? The Steelers are, were, I'm going to say, probably built better to stop Lamar and that offense. Now they've lost some of those guys like Cole Holcomb and Quan Alexander and um, uh, Keon Neal and DeMonte Casey and et cetera, et cetera, right? But some of the players that they've had that are hurt, Zay Flowers, would be able to do damage probably still with Tyler Huntley. Tremendous rookie. I remember I was very upset the Flowers ended up going to the Ravens. Kyle Hamilton, very good safety. Uh, if he's out, uh, Marlon Humphrey, as we know, a standout, although Kenny caught him off guard with George Pickens. That was a part of that big win in week five. Arthur Mallette, former Steeler, who ends up going over to the Ravens. I hate hearing his name being called over there. They're using him very similarly to the way the Bengals are using Mike Hilton, and it just makes me angry and in every case, but Steelers don't like the Blitz anyway, so uh, apparently. Patrick Queen's been banged up. Brandon Stevens has been hurt for a few weeks. Kevin Zeitler, one of their guards, is another guy. That they may opt to rest for a couple of weeks and get everybody full participation when they get you know two weeks of rest. That's a lot of time off. And there was speculation because the last time they got the break speed off of them by Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans in the playoffs when they rested some players. So there's some speculation as to who does and who doesn't. But we've seen this with the Steelers before. It was actually one of Mason's last starts, and they allowed the Cleveland Browns to sneak in. And all of a sudden it was like, you know, if the Steelers would have just played their starters, they would have had like TJ Watt on the field, for example. But no, it didn't happen like that. Mason threw for over 300 yards. It was one of the reasons I had confidence in him. So it's one of the reasons I have some confidence that the Steelers can't control their own destiny here because I could see that's a number of impact players. Your Kyle Hamilton, your Zay Flowers, your Lamar Jackson, your Marlon Humphrey, you take those guys out of the equation and please, and thank you, uh, Santa late Christmas gift. Let Roquan Smith sit too. Cause Roquan is the whole reason last year when they made that trade that did defense turned around. Otherwise they give up leads late. They were, they were leaving all kinds yep. of plays all over the field. So please, please. And thank you. Sit Roquan Smith for us too. Harbaugh. Can you hear me over there? Put down the Uts crab chips <laughs> and sit Roquan Smith. That would make me happy. So yeah,
1: I, I do want to say they can't control their own destiny under any circumstances. Well, true. What they can control is whether they can win this game. Mm-hmm. And I think they can do that. Like I said, I mean it's first, they just they have they are built to to play against the Ravens. Um and designed to win within their division, right? You know, the, the odd man out in this division is really the Bengals. The Bengals are a weird, they're no longer AFC football or AFC North football, you know, they're not that grinded out, tough, you know, physical brand of football. The Browns are, the Ravens are, the Steelers are, and they're all designed to beat up on each other. And that's why every time we have an AFC North game, I throw my hands in the air and I go, it's AFC North football. Who the hell knows what could happen? Mm -hmm. Right? Because, you know, you, what are the Ravens 13 and three or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's under, no circumstances should this team be competitive with a 13-3 and team, right? They should get whooped. They won't. <laughs> probably they won't get whooped. They may lose, but it'll probably be a close game. Why? Because AFC North football. Uh, you know, there's just no, there's no predicting how it goes with these kind of games. But the, the good news is there's absolutely every reason to think they can pull this off. Forget who's sitting, forget who's not. If it was a full compliment, that's who they're designed to beat, right? That's the teams they're designed to be competitive with. They were competitive. I know Lamar throws interceptions. He, everybody dropped the ball. Nobody could catch anything in the first game. I get it. But again, it's AFC North football, and you never know what's going to what's gonna happen. You just don't see these games turn into blowouts very often at all. Um, and if it's close, anything can happen um yeah i'm glad i'm glad it's a saturday game to be honest with you i'm not i i'm not i didn't want it to be a sunday game i wanted it to be a saturday game Why? i wanted to know whether i had to care to watch any games on saturday or sunday
0: well and no that just screws up my whole day to be completely honest okay my daughter's in two different sports and they play on saturdays it's like come on guys really i mean it makes it at least accessible for anyone who wants to travel and maybe go to that game in baltimore it's not you know a sunday no. trip but
1: my friend that, that sounds like a you issue
0: yeah it might be a, <laughs> no it, it's it's a lot of everybody's issues like all the all the kids are in sports everything's ramping up after the new year and it's just I'm, like don't, oh don't, come don't, on don't know, man i don't know really. what you're talking
1: about don't have those kind of problems anymore i,
0: I you know? understand what happens though is the way they have to structure the schedule because there's other games depend on other games so like most of these teams are watching to see if the steelers do win or whatever but it doesn't largely impact as much Uh, The Steelers, they control more of their destiny by winning, right? There's still that outside chance. One of the things we... Okay, so a couple of things. One, in this first game, Steelers were down 10-0 going into halftime and then scored 17 unanswered. Several Chris Boswell field goals. We mentioned the George Pickens touchdown. That was that go-ahead. There was also a punt blocked for a safety in this game, if you remember that as well. So special teams very much so. And uh, especially when you're talking about Boswell and Tucker, we've been talking yep. about Presley Harvin for too long with this stuff too. And it was uh well, it, we figured out how to how to resolve that issue, yeah. right? Just mm-hmm. never punt. That's what exactly <laughs> happened
1: in Seattle. I think he punted like once. Yeah. So don't and, and he got off. He usually is good for one good punt a game. He got, so he had one good punt because it was the only punt he had. Yeah, like that's, 46 that's yards. That's the way you keep Presley Harvin on your roster, and and nobody ever complains about him. Don't let him punt. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Don't let him punt. That's been the big difference. I was talking with, uh, Thomas in Maine was sending some emails over. I'll give you a shout out. He listens to the show quite a bit. Uh, he sent me something before the holidays talking with, you know, liked my analysis I talked about all the stuff with Mason. You didn't have to do all these big flashy. You didn't need 300, 400 yards. You didn't need three, four touchdowns just needed. He's not even really game managing either. Brian, he has like, Oh, 500, what? 527, 560. Hold on. How many yards he's does being he have? Aggressive.
1: He's, he's taking risks.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. 567 in two games. It reminds me, dare I say this, it reminds me of Joe Flacco because Amari Cooper all of a sudden came out and has been, he's been a threat, right? I know Flacco's turning the ball over a lot more, but it's because they've now thrown the ball that everybody just doesn't stack up on the run. You saw what Denver did to the Cleveland Browns. And then uh, Flacco goes in there and he throws the ball around and can actually complete, you know, move the chains. That's something that uh, Rudolph's doing. You're getting time of possession. The defense isn't getting too tired and guys aren't dropping like flies. There's a lot of parallels with that across the entire AFC North, by the way. And yeah, yeah. is it any surprise, though, that Baltimore 13 wins, 13 and three, because they're one of the few teams that actually has their quarterback healthy for the full year? And that was like, I, I got really irritated with this. Nobody wanted Lamar, Washington, Carolina. Oh, they made him up oh. for trade. They franchise tagged him because he wanted this fully guaranteed Deshaun Watson deal that all the owners hate and they don't want to replicate. And then this dude hadn't been healthy the previous two seasons there was talk about whether or not he was last year or not or
1: he just quit on his team so look that bothers me regardless forget forget the success that lamar's had and i'm willing to say he's playing it at mvp level and he's doing great sure but forget the success that he's had on a team that's built around him right if you're the washington commanders or you are the tennessee titans or you're any of the teams that was quarterback desperate and and potentially in the mix for Lamar. Are you looking at a give up two first round draft picks, guaranteed contract, and still going to a guy at that point in time who your team is not designed around, right? You don't have the talent. You don't have the offensive line built for this guy. You don't have a schema built around him, so you're starting from scratch. All of those things would be true. It has nothing to do with nobody wanted Lamar. It's nobody wanted to give up two first-round draft picks for a guy who had been injured for two seasons and who they would have to redesign their entire system around. Mm -hmm. Right? It doesn't take anything away from Lamar. The price was just too steep. And all the money, too. Not yeah. to mention, anyway, and people are going to say, well,
0: the Browns tripped over themselves for De- Deshaun Watson. Yeah, that was the, I, I dare I say How's the Browns.
1: Out? How has that worked out? <laughs> it
0: hasn't. It, you, you got another guy like Flacco. Maybe they were wrong on Watson. Maybe the Steelers were wrong on Pickett. And that's where I was like angling towards with the way Rudolph has made this look like the promises we were given in the preseason. You know, Pat fired me with being a, a real capable tight end. Uh, George Pickett's being this, you know, dynamic second year player, this great wide receiver, a run game. Now everybody can't stack the box. Mason can lob it down. You get some one-on-ones and the safeties have to back off. And now all of a sudden you got Najee, as uh, Kyle Brandt said, on good morning football dribbling guys like a basketball, <laughs> which uh, I think he did that to Tariq woolen uh, by the way too. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm going forward with the quarterback deal here. I think it's Mason the whole way. I mean, if Mason gets you to the playoffs, how do you not play him again? No matter how many points you, you score. To- you have to. And if he doesn't, he's already made a case for bringing him back next year. He had that one-year
1: deal. Well let, let, Let's talk about that. Here's yeah. what's happened. Last year, when Mason went into free agency, the the, the overwhelming crescendo was this. Nothing. Silence. Silence. Right? Silence. Yes. So when the Steelers said, yeah, yeah, we'll bring you back, it wasn't like Mason was like, yeah, I got all these other choices to do. That's it, right? So it's not that the Steelers were like, oh, we're so wrong about Mason Rudolph and who knew and who knew he was going to be this good and look this good. Nobody thought that, right? Nobody thought that. Nobody was willing to take a risk on Mason Rudolph. These two games have put him in a different conversation when next year rolls around. If, in fact, he's bitter with the Steelers for how he was treated, he, you know, there's nothing to prevent him from testing free agency again. And he will get phone calls this time. There's no question about it. You know, he he's looked very good. Um, he's got two games under tape. If he pulls a Nick Foles and gets this team into a playoff run, he's gonna make bank next year. And it ain't gonna be with the Steelers because they're not gonna pay him that kind of money to be a backup. And they're still gonna let I, I do want to address the Kenny Cult and the not Kenny Cult oh, in yeah. a second. <laughs> two different camps they're and... not going to give up on kenny Pickin. no or pick whatever the hell his name is it's too confusing and i'm tired um they're not going to give up on kenny yet right there there are concerns for those folks who are in the oh kenny 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 club you know and you, you've drunk the, the kenny kool-aid there are concerns with Kenny Pickett. There's just are, right? You have to look at the difference in the way the offense has worked with him and without him and understand that there are concerns. And forget Mitch Trubisky. He stinks. He's terrible. Um, where, <laughs> he's just where? not good. That's the guy who's not going to be back under any circumstances next year. Yeah. He needs to go yeah. bye-bye because they can I, save money and he just is he cannot take another snap for the pittsburgh steelers (laughs) let me
0: cut into you on that i know people that might be listening i have scissors here i'm doing the old brutus the barber beefcake wrestling thing here uh trim that roster this i was gonna say was i don't know if the number of opportunities for mason will be great at least to start he probably has a better chance coming back to pittsburgh he's already proven he could be a starter they're not going to guarantee that to him they do have a first round pick invested in kenny pickett but we said One of the things we liked when Kenny Pickett was drafted was they didn't give up anything else but that first round pick to get Kenny Pickett. Yes. There was nothing. This isn't like the Bryce Young trade with the Carolina Panthers where you've put everything into it. Deshaun Watson where you put everything into it. Uh, The whole. But with the Kenny call, you're right. I've seen him regress. And. I really like for the longest time, a lot of my defense of him. Obviously, he needs to get more experience. He needs to develop. He was thrown out there. I said, okay, it's Mac Canada. And he's only got one game without Mac Canada to really show can he be more than a guy that's had one two touchdown game? He said 24 starts. Mason Rudolph has had 12 and has what six multiple touchdown games, half of his games with half as many played as a starter. Compared to Pickett, I mean that that's certainly it's certainly something to question. You also look at who they learned under. For the longest time, folks were like, you gotta draft somebody to develop, and blah blah blah, blah behind Ben. Hello, that's the guy that's in right now. That's why you're seeing some similarities of the decision-making, and everything else. Maybe. He marinated a little bit, kept the bacon in the oven long enough. He's under the learning tree, and now he's produced this the fruit because he was under the tree of Ben Who Who is Kenny under? Mitch Trubisky?
1: Like, that's that's not a good tree. That's rotten fruit, my friend. <laughs> that's a bad tree. That's a Oof. very bad tree. Look, you know, Kenny Kenny has grit. Kenny has tenacity. Kennedy has Kenny has the ability to pull off these magical you know fourth quarter comebacks at times the the issue though is is it's still he doesn't seem to see the field the same way and mm-hmm. he is not willing to take the same risks at time um you know and some of that yes is learning you know remember you used to never start rookie quarterbacks they always sat for a year or two why because I don't want to use the percolate term because that's it's weird and it makes it sound like their brains are bubbling or something, but they did have to grow, right? Mm-hmm. They had it's different in the NFL. You have to be able to read the, the field better, you have to be able to read defenses, you have to be able to be quicker in your mind and your reads and adjust. And you know, Kenny has not shown that right now. Sure, some of that is Matt Canada, absolutely. But for people who are blindly saying all of the negatives about Kennedy are Matt Canada's fault, you're wrong. Some of it is Kenny, okay? For people who are saying, Kenny sucks, Mason's the next coming, you're wrong, (laughs) right? Yeah. It ain't there yet. I'm not saying Kenny, at this point, I'm not saying Kenny is a better option than Mason Rudolph. I'm saying, right now, Mason has shown that he is willing to do the things necessary for this team to move ahead. But I'm gonna caveat this, right? I said he's a he's a, he's got more of a gunslinger into it, right? Here's the thing: when a gunslinger goes has a bad game, it's god-awful bad, mm-hmm. right? And so everybody's thrilled, right? The pit the pass that George Pickens pulled out that I couldn't believe he caught, right? That that kind of throw. A throw where it's just like heave and hope. If he does that a lot in games, sometimes it'll work, and sometimes it won't. (laughs) And if you've got too many that don't work in a game, then you end up looking terrible, right? And all of a sudden, all of the Mason lovers will jump off that bandwagon in a heartbeat. I'm not predicting that for Mason, right? He, Again, I'm saying very clearly, he looked better. In the last two games than he has in any other game I've seen him play for the Steelers, right? He looked cleaner, he looked like he was seeing the field better, he looked like he was making better choices, he looked like he trusted his support staff, he was standing in the pocket and and you know, reading what was in front of him. And he took risks, yes, but they seemed to be calculated risks. And out of the stuff that he did over the last two games, the only pass that I can really say is a heave and hope is probably that one I'm just talking about, right? He's under duress. He throws the ball. He puts it where only George Pickens could maybe get it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, But, you know, it's still a heave and hope pass. Let me ask you that.
0: That was not off his back feet like a one. Mitchell Trubisky would have oh, thrown and that one. Do you think Kenny could have made that same throw? I wonder if there's a hesitancy with the arm strength.
1: Cause I still think I've, Kenny. I've seen Kenny make some nice throws. Yeah. His accuracy is not consistent. Um, I don't want to say it's bad. It's just not. He will make a field. throw that you're like, holy crap, that's a beautiful throw. Mm-hmm. And then the next throw or the next five throws are all over everybody's head by 10 feet. Right. He's not consistent when he is on and accurate and dialed in. He's great. Right. But he's not most of the time. And we saw that kind of even
0: like when he first came in against the Jets, there was a lot of anticipation, really decent throws. He does. One of the reasons he will get consideration is this isn't a guy like Zach Wilson that's out there fumbling, getting sacked, uh, throwing picks, Doesn't turn the ball over, doesn't turn the ball over. Uh, he wins games. He's got that intangible, like, uh, you know, we're going to see if Mason has that intangible. He just went to Seattle, loud place, hostile environment, team is a playoff situation because Seattle, that was a game they needed that they could not afford to drop either. And he went in there and for all intents and purposes, got the job done. Like I said, he's made George Pickens look like a completely different player in just two games. The run they've run for 315 yards over these two games. Now, I don't think they will they will struggle to run like that against Baltimore. They'll probably still play Matabike and some of those guys as well. Like I said, Queen. If Smith's out there, pff, that'll be rough too. But they're still gonna need to run the ball. Not, they can't rely on Mason, maybe throwing the ball 40, 50 times. But even when Mason had, people go back and they have their ignorant statements about, you know, losing to that the Browns game. Two touchdowns, one pick. He had over 315 yards, had a lot of guys sitting, particularly on defense. You had uh, the Lions game where there were two fumbles. Steelers just need to protect the football and not commit penalties, and that's been a lot of mistake-free football, not just coming from the quarterback but from all around from a team perspective. If they have their head screwed on straight, then they'll probably be rewarded by having to go to Miami if they should make the playoffs, so... Uh, which is never a good place to go. Uh, but Miami's got their own problems too. They just lost Chubb. Um, nope. Xavier and Howard's hurt. Like they they've got some of their own issues, which makes it concerning to see if the Steelers can actually squeak in and and, and make it well, into that last spot.
1: No matter where they go, I you know I I don't know that it matters much if they're in the seven or the eight spot, right? Um, you know they're not going to get as high as five, so they're not going to host a playoff game. I don't think they have any chance of getting to five. The Browns have locked that up. So yeah. the Browns are gonna host that game, right? Um, that wild card game. Yes. That means if they're in the if they're in the eight spot, right well there
0: is no eight spot.
1: What is it? Seven, five, seven. six, seven. Okay. Yeah, five. Seven, six, seven spot. If
0: they're in the seven spot Hold on a second. Hold on. You were begging for this before. I was. Yeah, yeah I did fast not fast. have this available.
1: Yay, 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 yay. Okay. That's what Brian. If they're in the seven spot, then they go to Miami. Probably. Could be could be Jacksonville. <laughs> right. Um, if they're in, well, no, probably can't. I don't know. See, this is where it gets too confusing. Because I don't City. know what the hell who's got to win? It'd right? be
0: Kansas City, Miami Kansas City.
1: Yeah, Miami or Kansas City. So it's probably one of those two teams that they have to go on the road against. If they manage to get into the sixth spot, then they got to play Cleveland. I'll take that. I would Cleveland. rather get the sixth spot, go to Cleveland, and play that game, than the other two. Did they jump that high in the list? I, they can go to six. They can get six. Ah, uh, let me see. Is there? Um, they uh, can't get five. They can't. They no, can't no,
0: no. The Browns have locked five. up Browns the wild card spot, and Browns have what? Eleven wins now, I believe. I don't know. Yeah, hold on a second. I know what they are. It's, uh, you know, it's just a matter of having it up on my screen at any given time. Yeah, they're 11-5, maybe 12-5. We had the Browns winning of 11 games in our preseason thing. What we didn't know was we didn't think that Baltimore was going to be as good as they were, and Cincinnati was the one that actually had the injury bug end up biting them. Um, let me see here. You got, in fact, if the Bengals, with Cleveland sitting and resting some starters, and the Bengals put up a fight against the Chiefs this past weekend— If the Bengals win this weekend, everybody in the AFC North its the first time since they had like a what NFL West division in 1930 or 40 or something old timey leather helmets that you would have every team in the division with a winning record, which would be insane. And we also contemplated if that was possible. Uh, The Browns for the first time since 1989 will finish ahead of the Pittsburgh Steelers, which we weren't so certain about. And I would wonder if, regardless, playoffs or not, would you still consider, I'm still trying to find this information for you, Brian, but let me ask you this while I'm looking. Would you still consider this season to be a success? Because there's a lot of people who like to say, mediocre Mike Tomlin and no losing seasons or anything. Did you see
1: what he had to work with out there? Here's the thing. I'm I'm semi-done with the it's a success because of these issues right like is this i'm just gonna forget everybody has injuries do they have them to the same extent we did no everybody has problems right is this this is this a successful season in my mind no and the reason i say that is we're struggling it's not up to us we'll have a winning record yay but You know, we're, we are not the, we're not the masters of our domain, right? We, we do not get to decide our own fate. We're we're reliant on other people for help. I don't get to go to a damn home playoff game. Mm -hmm. It's not a successful season as far as I'm concerned. Now that's right now they get in and win and somehow manage to move forward. And it, you know, that I could change my tune. Completely. Cause you win the super bowl. It's a successful season. There's oh yeah. No well, way of course. <laughs> and nobody
0: that does, nobody that does everybody else is a loser, right? <laughs> yes.
1: Um, I'm, I mean, I, I'm not in any way predicting that. I know Zach actually tweeted that out the other day. He's like, yep. Steelers are going to super bowl. I'm calling it right now. I'm not calling that. Um, but you get in the dance, you never know what could happen. Is there a team that I look at in the AFC that I don't think they can beat? No, everybody is susceptible this year we know they can beat the Ravens we know they can beat the Browns they probably can beat the Bills the Chiefs are certainly not the same Chiefs that we've seen Miami is a little scary but you said they've got their issues they could beat Jackson I mean there's there isn't a team that I don't think they can win against right even on the road it doesn't mean they will right and and they still have to play. This is like the season that they won the Super Bowl in with Bettis, right? Six seed. They had to go, you know, they were the bottom seed. They had to go on the road, every game they had to get there. And, 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 you know, all these, it's the same scenario, right? It's it, except that it, they're not quite as good and they have more problems than they had that season.
0: <laughs> no, so, that's, that's very true. And, uh, I just had the, um, I had the Steelers injury report up and I think we got some, uh, we had some new names added to it, by the way. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Najee Harris was a DMP, but everybody else was at least limited, including Minka Fitzpatrick and Landon Roberts, just as a, uh, and a few others, uh, TJ Watt and Larry Oga Joby days of rest. But uh, with a knee, Najee Harris was added as a DMP, but uh, Minka and Landon Roberts at least limited, maybe have uh, some hands on deck Mm -hmm. as for the uh playoff probability and in the hunt i don't i don't proclaim to know how exactly this works brian but i'm not exactly sure if they could jump up into six i guess it depends on how just messy well, this and Nf- the jaguars NFC South.
1: lose right yeah if the titans beat the jaguars then they're nine and eight right yes if the bills lose then they're ten and seven mm-hmm. if and the, if the colts there's no way the Colts are going to lose or going to beat the Texans. I'm sorry. CJ's going to win that game. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that that one plays in uh, as much. I think that the, the scenario that, and wonder one of the circumstances I read, the scenario that gets him there is if there ends up being this weird amalgamation, three way ties at a certain record and then their head to heads don't matter anymore and. It, it, they somehow they can get there. I've seen a scenario where they can get there, but like I told you, I think I'm the only scenarios I haven't seen is that they can somehow get the first seed anymore, but <laughs> you know,
0: Yep. I agree with you. Well, I think we've hammered that about as much as we're going to hammer that for this episode. And I put a bow on it. I mean, just go out there and win and let the rest fall where it may. And then we'll start talking about next year's stuff because I didn't really want to get into the Russell Wilson things, the Justin Fields things, the Michael Penix Jr. things. Like I'm not, not going there just yet.
1: Um, when I, we don't have any more games to look forward to, we can do that. Yeah, absolutely. To do that until- and,
0: and hopefully we do have some football to look forward to, and Mason we trust, at least I do. It does put a smile on my face to see him do all of these interviews and pressers and be the guy, even for this small streak, for as long as it took. I mean, just sometimes you never know. Look at Brock Purdy. It's just opportunity. Brock Purdy, Tom Brady, guys like that never get an opportunity unless that opportunity opens. And then you seize it. Right now, Mason is seizing it. And there may be an opportunity where the Ravens are playing a little more depleted, a little less foot on the gas, maybe a little more conservative and... Maybe the Steelers can
1: right. sneak away. Just because with we're one. known for this mm-hmm. at this point, we're known for saying, okay, we're done, goodbye, and then we're not for another 15 minutes. No, I got.
0: Uh, <laughs> we, we got to put a bow on it.
1: <laughs> but let's say that Mason does a full Nick Foles impersonation. We beat the Ravens, and we d- take the road avenue to the Super Bowl, and he wins. Uh-huh. Let's say that happens. I doubt it,
0: but go ahead.
1: Uh, yeah, you got you've got my ear. Say that happens. What do you do to keep Mason Rudolph a Steeler at that point? And do you then just say open competition? In fact, you got the head, you got the lead over Kenny at this point. That's that's the scenario where the speculation of is Mason the guy? If he if he makes this run, right? How do you supply? Then the, the the memes where it was like this is Kenny, you know, Kenny on the sidelines going when yeah. they're scoring touchdowns, and it's like I just lost my job. That's the meme then, because that's the way he could well, lose his job.
0: I hate to tell you how that turned out for the Eagles. Uh, fools out right there, I, you Carson. Think I went- don't
1: know they they're right over there. Yeah,
0: they <laughs> ended up drafted Jalen Hurts. So, yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, um, but they
1: went back to Carson Wentz. So they're idiots.
0: Save. <laughs> Mitch Trubisky gets cut. His cap savings is in a neighborhood of about $9 million. They're going to eat about seven uh, based on that contract that they redid. They would have eaten. They should have just dumped them and saved 10. Yep. And we called for that. And they ended up signing Rudolph right before they re-signed Trubisky. Like, oh, oh, you almost had it. You know what I mean? Like they weren't sure they were going to get something redone with Trubisky and Mason was right in line to be that backup. And then it got yanked from him. And I surmise the only reason Trubisky got as much of a leash that he did is because of that contract. You got to speak to ownership and everything else. Cause you made those. Th- it's like, Hey guys, art Rooney two comes down from, you know, upstairs or wherever his office is. It says, Hey Mike, Hey Omar. Um, uh, why are we paying this guy? What we're paying him? Uh, if you're not going to play him, And that's a lot of the politics and the business end of football that ends up getting involved with this. And of course, they're not going to extend Mason much beyond because whatever, if they thought if Mitch would have been playing okay, like next year, Kenny plays, Kenny is the first round guy. Why Mason probably isn't even around? You know what I mean? Probably wouldn't have been this year. Maybe either. Who knows? And don't forget too, in this whole equation, Dwayne Haskins was supposed to be a guy that was involved in this mix uh. before, you know, rest in peace and everything, but he was part of this too. So they've tried some reclamation projects uh, that were former first round picks. They've got one of their own. They got a guy who they had a first round grade on that they snagged later in that draft. Mason right now looks a lot better than a lot of those guys were taking and people still wanted everybody to go, oh, go get Sam Darnold or do. Well, <laughs> I hate to tell you, but that's some conversations we're going to have this off season. My friend, happy new year. Happy new year to everyone, wherever you're watching or where you're listening. Don't forget to like comment and subscribe. This is the steel city underground podcast. And until next time, uh, as we always do to close out the show, first of all, thank you, Brian, for joining us as always sure and happy happy yes. to be here happy to be happy here Happy to be
1: here with my lack of mohawk and grizzly bearded face <laughs> don't tell me i don't have a beard i have a beard i Bro, didn't shave the whole thing off
0: throw that in <laughs> and be santa roach for next year so there's an
1: idea no i uh, you know look i went to my company holiday party and the the um coo pulled me aside and she said i'm really disappointed and i said why and she goes of anyone coming to this party, I thought you would dress as Santa. And I was, I was annoyed by
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> you would be, okay, be Scrooge then.
1: So, or the Bill I Murray version. As, I, I will happily go as the Grinch. Yeah.
0: Okay. That works. Uh, you're a mean one. Anyways, that'll do it for us, folks. Here we go. Saturday, 4 30 in Baltimore, mt Bank Stadium, ABC, ESPN, nationally televised, and your last tidbit for the two percenters, Brad Allen and his excellent referee crew that screwed up the call with the Detroit Lions and Dallas Cowboys last week gets rewarded with being on the spot. Not some like game that's a throwaway like the Jets and Patriots. Oh no, no, no. A game that might actually have playoff implications. I better not F this I, up. That's I, all I gotta say. I,
1: my name's Joe. All right, I'm firing. I'm, I'm already pre-setting the, the, the GIF ready. I'm getting the GIF in a tweet as a draft ready for the rest stink to go out immediately.
0: Absolutely. Well, my name's Joe. His name's Brian. Until next time, folks, we encourage everyone out there to be safe, be good, and we'll catch you later.